Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Brianna Proof Podcast. I am ecstatic to have our guest on today, Dash Hudson, who I found on TikTok. And for those of you who know, I take my mental health breaks on laughing at memes on TikTok. But Dash is a father, a speaker, an author, but mostly a mental health advocate and just one of the most profound, I think, voices that we have currently on social media, not only the chillness of his voice, but the breadth and depth of his messages. So Dash, thank you for coming on the podcast. You're welcome. Uh, like I said, so I want everybody watching. I'm, I'm just literally, because we, we were scheduled last week, which I was super ready and, and uh, had a lot of energies. So but now I just woke up a little while ago, but I'm still delivering with all my heart, soul, and everything. So bear with me don't worry i i'm a super spaz i'm recovering super spaz as i have coined the term so usually my super spaz energy can kind of uh outweigh if you're feeling chill so we'll we will navigate through that appropriately but um one of the first videos i actually ever saw and i sent it to literally everybody that i cared about was your video where you said i don't match energy i maintain mine so i can attract what aligns First of all, that is just one of the best things I've ever heard. And I think that is something that a lot of people in this mental health wellness space struggle with. So like, can you talk to me and everybody who's listening about how does someone even begin to figure out like, what, what does that mean? Like what's in alignment for me or how do I even maintain energy? Like where did that video kind of come from? Well, that's something you know, as you so social social media or um, just life in general, a lot of people have this, uh, a lot of people wait for you to be, meaning if you give me an attitude, I'm gonna give you an attitude. If, if you don't like me, I'm not gonna like you. If you don't call me, I'm not gonna call you. If you don't show me love, I'm not gonna show you love. And literally, if you if you break that down or listen to that, you're saying you're waiting for someone to show up so you can be a version of you, you know? And I think life is a lot easier if you maintain balance and you get to know yourself. The you that gives you the best results in your life. The you that benefits you the most. So it's the same thing when it comes to love. Some people don't love based on the attitude, the mindset, or the energy uh, of the person in front of them. And that's how a lot of people uh, deprive themselves. That's how a lot of people walk around, walking around emotionally dehydrated. Because mm-hmm. for me, for me, I love to give love, you know? And I think that has a lot to do with my upbringing from not receiving the amount of love that I actually needed. Um, one thing that I learned, I learned that you could get pieces of what you want by being what you want, you know? And I also learned that with parenting. I healed the absent father syndrome in me by being the best father that I could be, you know? So if I'm a media person, I'm gonna just be myself, but inadvertently, that person is gonna open up because that's that's the same thing in mental mental health or whatever the case. Like when you reveal your story, that's why every day I got hundreds of inboxes of people telling me their story 
of people letting me know where they are, where they are mentally and emotionally because uh, the misconception of friends these days, because we have friends and we have followers and you have 5,000 friends on Facebook or 10,000 friends on Facebook, it's an illusion of friends, you know, but people void of who they could actually talk to. So now like I tell my whole story, my whole truth, I tell my whole life. So people are, wow, maybe I could be open with this person. Like I can't be open with my mother, my brother, my friends, the closest people to these people. But I give that honesty to the world. I give that truth to the world. So a lot of people don't understand. If you learn how to be yourself at a high level, you know, just love free. So many people don't love because they feel this give or take situation. I don't want to love somebody and someone don't love me back the way I want to be loved. So I'm not going to love anybody. No, love, especially if that is what gives you your highest level of joy. I may love you and you may not love me back, but trust me, the world is going to send me that love back in some shape, form or fashion. So that's where I kind of got that concept from and I wanted to put that in words. Yeah, I, I think you just said so many amazing things. And I think to your point as well, it, we live in this weird world now where we have access to people and connections. But I think that's what it is, is people want authenticity. And on you know how it is on social media, everyone can put on a mask of what they want to pretend to be. And then I think people can even through the internet feel that vibe, energy, frequency, whatever. But I love this idea of being emotionally dehydrated because I think this is something that people struggle with a lot now particularly in the mental health wellness space, because we think we have to either be so perfect all the time or put out this message. So like, what are some ways that you've kind of learned to rehydrate yourself or maybe prevent yourself from getting emotionally dehydrated or, or for what listeners maybe are, are feeling like, yeah, that resonated with me. Cause that resonated with me. I'm like, Ooh, I feel like that sometimes for sure. Um, huh. You know, the process of my own mind is like, I already know how to answer that, but it's like, okay. Because I, I, I'm going to just break down like my thinking process. My thinking process, I speak for two worlds. And I think multiple different worlds exist in the world. But like for so long, I lived in this body. You know, I grew up, couldn't write, couldn't read, you know. So I live from that world because that world is so close to me. And then I live from a world where I was able to travel the world, sit down with some of the most important and impactful people and with some of the most intelligent, insightful, layered minds. So when I think of a message or I think of answering a question, I wanna to talk to myself at 17, 18, I didn't know how to write and read. And I wanna to talk to this big, bright, brilliant world that with many different minds. So it's like, how can I fit this thought? And that's how I do all my videos. Like, I want to custom make a thought where like, I get it at 17, 18, where I couldn't read and so how could I fit that thought? So um, to answer that question, the thing about perfection or trying to be or putting on an image or, or being a version of yourself, you have to remember how to do that every day. Ooh, you know, yes. not you. And when you're pretending and you're a character, that gets heavy every day. So that's like uh, that's like carrying a whole other person around, you know, and you have to remember how to do that. 
So when you have to remember how to be perfect, when you have to remember a script, when you have to remember a character, when you have to remember a personality, or when you have to remember how you're supposed to act, when you have to remember how you're supposed to conduct yourself, when you have to remember what you could say and can't say, when you have to put on a front, you have to walk around with that front all your life. And that's where life becomes draining. Because when you can't show up as yourself, that is freedom. To remember is, is, is kind of, and I'm saying, because you think about spelling, like if you went back to school, that's why most adults will fail. That's why you say, are you smarter than the fifth grade or whatever the case. You, it's not that you're dumb. You just don't remember what you knew in the fifth grade. But imagine your whole life you had to remember what you learned in the fifth grade. Yeah. How lost in that would be. So that's where a lot of people, you know, deplete themselves and pretending and holding on and acting like when you show up as your authentic self, it's freedom. So I don't have to remember what I naturally am. I'm gonna answer the question the same every time because it's honest. It's not, I'm not, I'm not coming to you being who you think I should be. I'm just being myself. And that is freeing. And that is uh, exhilarating. And that is uh, just so warm. Yeah. I think it's also contagious too, you know, cause you kind of, I think, are attracted to that. Even if I think some people maybe are struggling with, okay, I want to be more authentic. I want to take this mask off. I want to be able to live my truth. I think some people struggle with that because there's this like scarcity mindset or, you know, the, the fear mindset of, well, if I show this version of myself, or I actually say this, or I draw a boundary in permanent marker, then these people aren't going to be in my life or, you know, I'm going to lose this false identity that I created. And I think, you know, that is something that a lot of people struggle with. So like, have you had people kind of open up about that to you and, and sort of, you know, maybe like explain, yeah, this is a part of the growing pains of this. You're going to have to lose some people along the way. And, you know, like, is that something you've, you've experienced yourself too? Most definitely. Um, like I always say, you know, your perception and perspective create your reality. So a lot of us live in a perspective and a lot of us live with perceptions and with those perspectives, we have relatabilities, you know? So if me and you are friends, okay, what do we do as friends? We like to go out to eat or we like to watch a movie or we like to do certain acts that hold our friendship together. So even with family, you know, if, if you don't, like when it comes to the holidays, Thanksgiving, or things family come together for, and now you don't eat these things that you ate traditionally with your family. Now you don't relate what's on the table. Like, so it's like once once I stop eating meat and stop eating this and stop eating that, and now the jokes, oh, get some grass. Dash is coming. He, he get some grass ready. He don't eat what we eat, and the jokes there. And then once you change your lifestyle, you know, whether you went out with your friends to the club or whatever the case. So you have to allow yourself the process of meeting your world. You know, it's one world, but it's many different realities. Every mind is its own reality. And you, you have to be willing to meet yourself on that level. You know, it's always said, you know, life is a language and conversations control your destiny. 
Once you change your diet, the conversations change. Once you change where you go, where you operate, that changes. So it's, it's multiple different change, multiple different changes that happen when you change your mindset, when you change the way you think, when you change the way you think, that changes the way you behave, you know? And, and when you love or and care, you don't just throw anything in your body or anything around your body. You protect yourself. And, and life feels a lot softer because you are softer, you know? And you can see and think better and think clearly. So your life will change. You will change. Friends will change. Yeah. I talk a lot about, you know, I'm a nutritionist by trade. Uh, and, you know, I joke, people are so quick to, to never eat sugar or gluten or dairy or whatever. And they call them, quote, pro-inflammatory foods, which they are, right? But like pro-inflammatory people and pro-inflammatory thoughts are just as problematic. And I think more difficult to remove from your life sometimes because it is you know, a support system you've had for a while. It's a narrative that you've, that you've kind of created or relied on. And I know you did a post about kind of this idea of sparring with life, which I thought was really beautifully said. And this idea of, you know, being at peace with yourself. And I think if you've had a lot of this, like uphill battles or this arduous time with, you know, forcing instead of flowing, like you said, like thinking peace can be boring sometimes. Right. And so like how, how do you think people can navigate that feeling of like being at peace with themselves when they're quote sparring with life and it feels kind of uncomfortable or, you know, like, you know, some people say you gotta there, I think there's two mentalities, right? You have those people who are like toughen up and, you know, push it down and don't deal with it, which I think that back that kind of will come back at a later time and not always great. And then you have the people who are like, you gotta just sit with it and you gotta be with it. So where do you kind of lie in that spectrum of, of sparring with life and, and when those new feelings come up, you know, how, how do you deal with that? So I said this in um, one of my messages as well, how um, people run from stress, people run from anxiety, people run from depression, people run from these inner thoughts in these inner worlds. And that's what make the process and space not be respected. Also, you have a generation of, of children and people that got caught in the tail end of social media and the internet that don't value the process, you know? So what I mean by that is <clears throat> if I wanted to go, you know, change my body, work out, you know, I have to go to the gym consistently every day do push-ups, to do sit-ups, to, you know, get the dumbbells and, and work my body consistently. So when it comes to your mind, your, your mind, your brain, it's a muscle, you know? So now, if, if me and you are sitting down, whatever the case, okay, how far is the moon? Ugh, we're not going to sit around thinking all day. We're going to Google it right away. But what that does, we didn't search. We didn't try to figure it out. So now you have children <clears throat> that don't have to figure things out. They're either trying to see someone's point of view and see someone's perspective, but you lack the ability to search. You lack to, the ability to figure out. You lack the ability to, you know, whether we want to be better in basketball, whether we want to be better in learning how to read. Same thing with my son. Like my son's homeschooled forever, but I always heard they wasn't allowing the children to do cursive or write 
the same thing my son go back to school mostly everything they're doing is on the computer so you don't have the trial and error of children now to learn how to write everything is like this they, they where's the development so people are anxious people are excited people don't want to sit but i broke this down as well it's like imagine turning your phone off for a year now you have notifications you have text messages you have updates you have phone calls all of these things are happening but you have your device off and you turned it off and you're not answering it so when you turn that phone on you're going to be overwhelmed with messages and phone calls and text messages so now this is the processing space this hurts so i'm going to turn this off so some people turn off their souls some people turn off their thoughts some people turn off their emotions some people turn off the relationship space and, and whatever you turn off now that is the anxiety what is your creative thoughts trying their best to communicate to you what are, what are, what are these thoughts emotionally mentally spiritually whatever the, the messages are so now you turn these things off for a year now you don't want to sit down and you're trying to escape you're running you know you're you're creating distractions for yourself you're binge, binge watching netflix binge watching hulu you're staying outside, you're going to parties, you're going to the club, you're staying on social media, you're keeping your mind occupied. So now, whenever you sit down, you know, and now your mind is trying to process, your heart is trying to process, your thoughts are trying to register. And, and, and now that's what you want to escape from. So, you know, finding that peace, finding balance, that's why people will, will call that being bored because they don't appreciate being alone and they don't they don't appreciate letting their body and mind process you're, you're not going to know everything you're not going to know your next step especially if you don't sit with yourself who am i what am i trying to do who am i why am i inviting people into my life am i inviting people into my life out of loneliness out of fear or are you trying to invite genuine, open, honest, caring relationships, you know, where they value you and you value them and you don't have motives? There's a lot of people and a lot of times, you know, I was there, you know, I didn't, growing up, not having, like we don't have uh, relationship mentors. It's so true. You know? Why are people in your life? Why? I used to only talk to women if I only if I like you. Mm -hmm. you know? So where does a genuine relationship develop? I don't even know when. You know, you have to get through that space where you allow yourself to learn. There's a lot of women that don't that, that don't know men. I asked it on my live one time. What do you think about men? Oh, men are hard boy. Men are this and men are that. She couldn't see men outside of the uh, the, the relationship mind got some inventors you got men around like some amazing men all men are not the men that hurt you you know so it's like when we look at us in a whole we think about everything in a whole or the mind and peace and balance it is allowing yourself to see things as what they are without the chaos because chaos and pain and trauma Trauma is like wearing dark shades and now you see everything with a darkness, but just because that's the way you see it and that's your relationship with it, 
don't mean that that's the way it appears. Absolutely. I mean, I love that you talked about that idea of relationships too, because I think it's so easy to have, again, like this, we love to put things in buckets. And I think it's partially because it helps our brain understand things, or we want to feel like, you know, we're not alone in this thought process that we have. And so when people hear the word relationship, sometimes I think, depending on if you're, you know, whatever, you might say like, this only means romantic relationship to me. And I, I kind of am on the camp of like, relationships, the rules of relationships kind of apply no matter if it's a romantic relationship, a business relationship, a friendship relationship, platonic, whatever it is, because at the end of the day, it does go back, I think, to are we in alignment with how we are being mutually beneficial to each other, right? Or is this super one-sided and draining? Are there boundaries here? Am I speaking my truth, you know? And I think sometimes when we undervalue other relationships in our life, you know, like where we're only putting pressure on like, well, I just, I want this romantic relationship and that's where we put everything. Then, you know, sometimes it gets sloppy in other areas and those lines start to blur. And I think that is when people can have this idea of like, all right, well, to your point, like, I don't want to just sit here in this quote boredom. So like, I'm going to, you know, go back to old patterns or kind of, you know, relive that, what you talked about, this pieces of your old reality. Right. So like, why do you think that people struggle so much this, with this idea of like being attracted to things that maybe bring them pain or they know that aren't their, their highest good? And, you know, you've talked about like you can't really heal like unless you kind of let go of that. So like why, why do we do this? Why do you think we do this when we know it's like inherently this is not good for us, but we're still attracted to it or still involved in it or kind of revive it, if you will? When you go to the diner, do you continuously order the same thing? Well, it depends. I do love pancakes. So yes, but yes. Okay. Because you're familiar with it, right? Yes. That's how a lot of people live their life. Even if they live a painful moment, right? They're familiar with that pain. And I, I call that comfortable misery. Mm. That's why some people stay in the same relationship forever, even though that relationship brings them pain even though it brings them trauma and people stay in the same relationship in their life. I'm familiar with this pain, new pain sometimes for the most part, because some people don't even allow themselves to experience it. New pain hurt more than old pain. So wow. I'm stay right here because I'm comfortable with this pain. This is what I'm used to. I'm used to this life. I'm used to this, not this, this mindset. I'm used to these emotions. I'm used to the way this makes me feel. So I don't want anything new. So same thing you go to the diner, let me get those pancakes. And get, they say, let me get this relationship, even though I'm living on a hamster wheel, I feel like I'm not respected. I feel like I'm not seen. This is all I know. You know, let me not try to travel. Let me not, let me not read. I don't like reading. I don't like doing new things. Let me just do everything that I'm used to, what I call normal, because I'm comfortable here and I don't want to break up. I don't want to try something new. I might not find no one else. I don't want to travel the world. The plane might crash or this and that. And people create excuses. They create the problem. They, they, they live in their mind and that like pain produces pain. Help can't help help. You know, so it's a lot of people in, the, in, the, in their own world. They're broken. And, the, and that, the voice in their head is broken and it's repeating the same pain and the same defeat. So, 
you're not going to get inspired by something that's expired. Ooh. So that's like, yeah, text that to me. <laughs> that, so we're that, putting that on a mug, everybody. New merch dropping this fall. <laughs> that's like, that's like uh, you know, the, the meat is bad. It's old. The date is old. So you're not going to get anything help, healthy that uh, expired. So how can you how can how can you imagine in a, in a broken mindset? How can you create in a in a damaged creative space? You're not pulling anything from yourself. And sometimes people don't know how to ask for help. They don't know how to look on the outside of them. And I'm not when I say people, I'm people. Mm. That's how that's how I used to live. That's how I used to be. Broken young man, brokenness in my environment. You know, molested at six years old. Didn't know how to write, read. Most of anything new I was going to see was coming from the television whenever I was allowed to watch TV because my neighborhood, no inspiration, no motivation there. Once I got out of my mother's house at six, seven, I was in these foster homes. People didn't really care about you, didn't love you. So limited amount, limited amount of information and love was able to come through my ears or my eyes. So once I finally had the opportunities to see, once I finally had the opportunities to read where I could capture new information, capture new images, capture new thoughts, you know, so that, 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 when, is, when, you, when you're depleted, when, you're, when your inner world is de depleted, that's when you're counting on your outer world. So it's very important to see something new, feel something new. Because what you want to do is finally spark your imagination, spark your creativity, spark your inner joy, your will, your, your the fight inside of you. Because if not, you will continue to be on the hamster wheel of pain. And as you heal and grow, you'll see things differently. I don't look at pain as pain. Pain is peace. Pain is beautiful. Pain is information. The trials and tribulation, ups and downs, and things you're going through, you define what it means. Same thing, you watch jujitsu jiu monks and kung fu, they break bricks, they stab themselves, they 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 invite the pain and and they meditate with that pain. And the same thing, man, you need to go to the hospital for, they just sit in there balanced. So it's things that used to hurt me that don't hurt. It's things I used to run from, now I run to. You know, it was things I was afraid of, now I value and appreciate them. I I think that's such an important message. I talk about this all the time, like this idea of all emotions are just information. And I know, um, you know, you've talked about this idea too of like body language, right? Like if something, and I say this all the time, like if something feels off, like, it's generally for a reason. And I think sometimes, and I'm guilty of this is like, we waste time trying to figure out like why it feels off, or maybe we're just trying to look for ways to con or justify ourselves into going back into old habits or doing things that feel comfortable. And again, I think people mistake comfort for happiness and they're generally not the same, you know? And so I think it's also sometimes an interesting transition of when you do start to trust yourself a little bit, but you know, old habits die hard, like, okay, this physically feels off or every time I'm around this person, like my stomach hurts or I get clamped up and, you know, so 
what would you say to somebody who maybe is like they're learning to lean into that a bit more and trust their intuition but they're still struggling with like fully leaning into that of like what is your body trying to tell you like this this is just a no and you know people call it like hippy dippy but like there is science behind vibes and energy and frequencies and all that kind of stuff but like what would you say to somebody who's maybe just learning to trust themselves a little bit more and be like yeah this feels off and i'm just gonna i'm gonna run with that and not need to figure out why Emotion is motion, you know? So as children, we learn this. Your, your parents say, don't touch the stove. Now we hear the words, but we lack the visual representation and the emotional connection of that word. Don't touch the stove. Why my mother, why my mother keeps saying that? We don't know. Now we touch that stove. Now we feel those words, hot. That is what hot means. Now we have that, that picture, right? So every word has a picture and an emotion attached to it, you know? So we're communicating. That's why a lot of people are stuck in the same situation, same scenario, because they're living in words that don't produce a positive picture. So as we interact with life and we interact with people and we interact with energies and we interact with emotions and we interact with the way we feel, you know? So that's why it's like, when you allow yourself to sit still, when you allow yourself to process, when you allow yourself, that's why I say allow, because you have to give yourself permission to understand yourself and you have to, and you have to give yourself permission to be clear. You know, because you could you could be you could be participating in something every day that you you I would say if your mind and body don't get along, you're your biggest enemy. You know, but if that don't if it don't feel good, if your body rejects it, if your energy rejects it, you have to allow yourself to notice that, and register that, and see that. But if some of us so busy, some of us so entrapped with chasing a dream or chasing a goal or thinking we're chasing a dream you know but we're not in tune with our purpose like i always say you'll never succeed chasing the wrong concept of success mm -hmm. some picked what success is they it was marketed what success means and now they're chasing that they're chasing looks instead of a connection and when you're in those spaces you're going to miss the signals and you're going to miss the vibrations you're supposed to be in tune with. So for people that, like I said, I would say everything is going back to sitting still. Like I say, emotions is motion. It's energy and motion. So sparring with life is many different things are going to happen. Many different things are going to happen around you. But you're not going to register what's beneficial and what you should remove yourself from if you're not in alignment. If you're not in alignment with yourself, if you're chasing a dream just because it looks popular and it looks cool, you're already off. You're already off and you're already, <clears throat> and I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to just get a picture so I could, uh, well, let me, like ask, let me ask you this, because I think alignment, like, I love this idea of alignment and I talk about this a lot too, but let's say somebody is listening to this podcast and they're like, I don't, 
I don't know if I'm in alignment. Like what would be some telltale signs or symptoms or whatever that like you're not in alignment with your most authentic self? Like how could someone start doing a self audit to be like, I, this is not, this is not working for me and this is not serving my highest good. I got you. But look, this, this came to me as I, as I was thinking and searching. Um, do you know how you drive from state to state, right? Mm-hmm. And you change the channel, but you're too far from the signal from the radio station that you listen to. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> you are an antenna. We are antennas. We're receiving and processing information and signals all day. So you can have your signals up, but if you're too far from the people, places, and things that's connected to you, you'll receive a signal, but that's not the signal that's meant for you, meant for you. So you have to allow yourself to get closer to the things that naturally feels good, that naturally sounds good, you know, because we try to force these things. So when I, when I say naturally, I mean the things that just flow into your life, the things that flow into your life. You're not fighting, you're not wrestling, you're not trying, you're not manipulating, you're not overthinking. This thing just naturally connects to me. This thing is just, I feel this. I think about this without trying to think about this. So those are the things that you wanna just genuinely feel. <clears throat> it's like uh, it's like a tree. Tree just naturally have leaves, right? It's like imagine if trees value birds. Like th- th- that's them depending on a bird landing on a tree. That's that's not what naturally comes from the tree. So when you think of yourself and you go, man, I'm just naturally. I have a voice. I have a voice. I could speak. I could sing. I, I could I could create. And, you know, you may want to be a basketball player or you may want to be, and I'm not telling people to not fight for something they want, but that thing that naturally comes to you. And, and the thing about it, I was, watching a, I was watching a video and it was a boxing trainer. And he was talking about, as long as you're close to your opponent, you strip away the power because now they're too close to extend their arm to hit you. And some people are too close to their power you know, that's why you'll see beautiful people and, oh, I don't like myself. Because you see yourself every day. Yeah. See yourself every day. You're going to notice your mole. You're going to notice things nobody's going to even notice. They're going to think you're beautiful, but you're too close to your beauty. Some people are too close to their dreams, their goals, the things that, that, that makes them special. And they don't recognize it. They don't recognize their gifts. They don't recognize what makes them unique. So it's, it's, it's nothing to them. So that's what I would tell people. You know, the things that genuinely feel good, the things that you do effortlessly, like, like for me, talking, like for many years, I kept my voice inside, like for my son, my son, raising my son, my son speaking, us traveling the world, like effortlessly, we know how to talk, <laughs> you know, yeah. communicate a thought. I don't try it. And then I don't even know what it is until I just put it up and see like, oh, like, that's what you got from that and this and this and this. So talking, 
<laughs> I'm going to talk, especially, and, and I, I deprived and stopped myself. You know, I started with directing, and I, and I did many things in my life, and I'm still doing many things, but now this is the first time that I actually use my voice in a year and some months. So TikTok, it's almost three months. Almost had like 200,000 people in three months talking. Why am I fighting this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to just talk. Yeah. You know, I'm, well, I'm not going to wrestle. What do I want to wrestle for? <laughs> like, so if my dream is wrestling and doing all this other stuff, talking, okay? And, I, and I, talking feels good. So, so many people, some people know how to draw. Some people know how to drive. Some people know how to cook. Some people know how to clean. You know, whatever that thing is that you enjoy, if it looks funny to the world, if it don't look as popular, you know, allow yourself to fall in love with love, the things that feel like love, things that feel true, the things that feel like freedom. Those things are going to bring you everything you desire. I think that was one of the best explanations of actually what living like your authentic self means and frequency and all of that because sometimes it gets a little a little yeah. hippy dippy and you know so i love that but to your point too like i i actually just had this conversation with my brother about this idea of when people say things like you always end up where you're supposed to be and i'm one of those people i say that too but i my caveat with that is yes if but only if you are in alignment with your truth if you're like just saying that you want to do xyz like if you're saying that i love to cook but you actually like have never cooked a meal in your life then you're not going to end up what you really want to be doing if you want to be behind the scenes like making videos or if you want to be speaking so i think it is about figuring out where is this signal getting really fuzzy and how do i get back you know to a better signal and to your your point of sitting in that stillness and like it's not going to kill you at the end of the day if you are having a if it's a tough new emotion or whatever. And I actually, I'd be interested to hear, you know, I, I heard this quote where it said, like, if you're going to be um, a, a hard learner, make sure you're not a, a slow, or if you're going to be a slow learner, make sure you're not a hard learner, which basically means like, you know, sometimes it takes us many times from the universe to be like, oh, you didn't get that lesson the first time. Here's another opportunity. Let's see how you respond. So what do you think is like one of the hardest lessons that it, that has been for you to learn, but you think that it actually has had the most profound impact on maybe not even you just followers of you just sharing that story of being like yeah that one took me about six tries but i got it and now that i got it i got to share this message with the world i would be um i would say to allow myself to process my emotional space you know uh and as children you know sometimes we grow and sometimes we're not we don't, we don't, we're not, we don't have the responsibility of ourselves right? because we're, we're under the care of someone that's supposed to care for us. So it's not like we could get up and go and do as we like. So like I say, when I was young, six, molested, you know, no father in the household, uh, <clears throat> sisters, uh, 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 five sisters, one brother. So household busy, like I said, I went to the foster home at six, seven, end of six, seven years old. So being emotionally disconnected saved my life. Because if I had to feel all the pain I was experiencing, I probably would have killed myself at a very young age. <clears throat> so like I said, it's things you put in place in survival mode that you're no longer gonna need one day. So for a long 
time of my life, you know, I'll say, cancer don't know it's cancer. You know, so when it's there, it's like, it's not inside. Like, hey, I'm going, I'm hurting you in here. It's just growing. <clears throat> so the pain of holding in, I, ho I held that in from pretty much uh, six till I was like 24. That pain did so much damage. You know, that world did so much damage inside of me. And um, <clears throat> it, 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 uh, I wasn't able to emotionally connect. I wasn't able to see the world with my feelings. I wasn't able to feel what people felt. I've seen face expressions, but I couldn't register what that meant. So of course I knew pain, I knew how to cry. I had people that lost, but even those were, were different. Because you grew up in a neighborhood where your friends are dying every day, then you know, you're right back on the same block, not processing the death. So, and I'm literally like, this is the part of me now that's taking place. And, and of course, some of it initially started with me having a son. And to love the way I wanted to love, I had to uh, break down and build all over again. But um, that was it. That was really the hardest lesson that you're going to have to learn, value, and respect your emotional space. Yes, you survived. And yes, it was a benefit when it was a benefit. But to see the world, you have to feel with it. And um, that, that has been the most beautiful experience ever in my life. Because you can't live without feeling it, you know? So I said in one of my other videos, like, <clears throat> like I, I, I just, a couple, like even a year and a half, two years ago, I only had four pictures. Like I, I hated pictures, hated being on video and, and not, and this was tested. Like me and my son, we was offered like six TV shows, you know, all kind of different things, along with my son being in Forbes and, you know, Good Morning America, Dr. Oz, NBC, Harry Cartman Jr. show, and all these news channels. And I turned all this stuff down. I didn't want to be seen, along with going to therapy. And my, one of my therapists was like, you know, it's not really, you know, she, she had a concept that I wasn't making these choices just to make the choices. So you don't want to see yourself because it reminds you of yourself. It reminds you of what you've been through. And I was like, I had to take that concept. My son had thousands of pictures all around the world. I've been all around the world. I think I have one picture I took in Africa, Tanzania. Other than that, was never capturing myself, was never talking, was never communicating my world or my story. I was hiding. And um, that's it. So that was like the big lesson or the big thing to embrace, embrace what I feel, embrace. And, and that's, this is where I think I'm supposed to be. With those experiences, with me learning that process, this is exactly what I'm communicating to the world. So along with my space and my world and being honest, that's where I'm at in me. So, so my words are just reflecting my current state. I love that. And it also sounds like I should have your son on the podcast because he is obviously killing it, crushing it right now. <clears throat> well, my son, he's actually taking a break. Like he's actually, uh, since 2020, 2020 has, was actually, you know, every, the world stopped. We, we used to travel like two to three times a month all around the world. And um, so still the bookings come in for him and like Microsoft just actually reached out to celebrate my son. And um, so he, he just went back to school. He was homeschooled from fourth grade. So he went back to school. He, you know, he almost, he got 300,000 followers on Instagram with 
we actually just uh, temporarily deleted everything. So our son is different, you know, because these kids, the people nowadays, they're doing everything to follow us and to be known. Like you say, man, I just want to go back to school. I want to just be normal. I want to be regular. I don't want to be famous. So he's he's actually <clears throat> he's actually just taking removed. a break. Yeah. Yeah. So he want to come and do it's here. I love and that. Funny because I wasn't here and I was hated this stuff. And I, so he made me, he inspired me to get an Instagram like 2020. And I got an Instagram and I started talking along with my Hilla and <clears throat> my conversation. So this is what brought me to social media. So now it's like our roles kind of changed because every day I'm working and he's like, he walking past looking at me, but so that that's going to be a surreal moment. Like I watched my son speak in front of 20,000 people, 10,000 people from Dubai to Puerto Rico to Mexico, to Bahamas, all over. So like when I have an event and he's in the audience, like that's going to be like such a surreal moment for me. I'm sure you have many more proud father moments to come. So, I mean, you've already given so much wisdom and advice, um, but a question I love to always ask people before I let everybody know where they can find you and all that stuff. Um, you know, I, I kind of always joke and say like advice is a form of nostalgia, but I also feel that advice sometimes is for your future self, maybe something you haven't gone through yet, but you will. But so like, what is one piece of advice you wish you could have told your younger self or, you know, you have a son. So maybe, you know, one thing to leave people with like a, whether it's a mantra or just something like, yeah, I heard that, but it didn't really resonate with me until I was older. And, you know, I wish, I wish I would have maybe taken that a bit more seriously or this, that was really good advice. And I want to pass that along to somebody. <clears throat> I don't know if I could answer that. Uh, <laughs> or a mantra that you feel like maybe this past year, you know, it's been a rough two, almost two years for people where a lot of people are, you know, going through, I think, leveling up and reevaluating a lot of things in their lives. And sometimes, you know, I, I say a lot like uh, advice doesn't always come as Kool-Aid, like we don't always love it, but um, sometimes it's, you know, these, these tough truths that we need to hear and packaged in a different way. So maybe just something really simple to leave the people with. And then you can tell everybody where they can follow you on Instagram and TikTok and your website. And I know you said you were developing some courses, so um, you can let people know about that as well. Well, I would say that comes from me then, because I have heard them and I don't know ego. I have I heard the most, and, and that's the thing with signals, right? I don't take full credit for the messages that come to me because I like some of the most profound stuff was echoed in my subconscious, you know, like advice, you know, if it works, add it. If it don't delete it. Ooh, that also should be on a t-shirt coming soon, coming fall 2021 guys. I, I live with those stuff. So I'm sure I'll see a lot of my stuff that I say. And that's the thing about me, like like my brain thinks of things that I've never seen or heard before. So I'll be speaking. Well, a couple of people did that already, like with interviews and I'll see like a whole course. This is one guy, like we had an interview and he built a whole brand of something I said, but it don't belong to me. I'm, I'm here to present it to the world. I understand intellectual property, copyright, but I say too much stuff that just like flow. So I'll say that and, um, 
<clears throat> problems only mean you're alive. That, that I said, you know, and that came from, I have a friend that's a mortician and, you know, he's desensitized from like bodies. And like, so I remember one time I, I was in the morgue with him on funeral and we just walk in cause I, I was, I was documenting his story and talking, we walk in <clears throat> and he just walked and I'm in the room with like eight bodies, no heads up or nothing. I'm just like, I'm like, I'm like, man, like, yo, like, <laughs> But in that moment, as I pause and I look around, like these people have a story. These are someone's loved ones. <clears throat> and silence. No complaining, no worrying, no panic, no nothing. Multiple bodies. And I said, they're not, they don't have no issues, no worries in that current state. That quote popped in my head. Problems only mean you're alive. If you have the opportunity because it's an opportunity to complain yeah. it's an opportunity to worry you should be blessed you're grateful you could worry you could stress you could overthink all of this stuff that you, you may hate if you don't want to do it like you I, could be I six see, feet under and you there's no, no worries there in that body yeah be grateful I could worry, I could stress, <laughs> I could overthink. And I know those things may be heavy. Those may be the things we complain about. But if I'm complaining, I'm alive. If I'm worrying, <laughs> I'm alive. All of these things have to take place with the life force in this body. So I value those things. I value, and not even, because I don't even use those words. I don't use stress in my vocabulary. I don't use worry. You know, I have different words that process, because words are alive. Mm -hmm. so when you use words, they're woke and they're conscious. So I use words that benefit my tomorrow. And um, so I have like millions of those kind of words and things that help me every day. And um, another thing, like I would say, compete with your progress. Oh, love that. Yes, absolutely. You know, <clears throat> be the best you today and document that. And then tomorrow compete with that yeah and then compete with that and you'll watch yourself become the best version of you <clears throat> but on to uh so i'm literally in the process of of building all my social medias and all this stuff and stuff and stuff so, so instagram yeah where yeah. can people find you since you you add so much value to everybody and these messages so please let people know where they can consume all of your content and your future courses and, and all things that are Dash Hudson. Yeah, I'm actually about to um, have to tweak that name a little bit because it's a, it's a company that they, they I, I kind of overpower them on Instagram, TikTok, but they, they got Google and they got everything else on the website. So I can't really brand under that name without a fight digitally. So, I, so I'm going uh, to clear that up as I, as I grow. So um, Dash Hudson underscore on Instagram, Dash Hudson on TikTok. I have another, um, I go by Dash Living on Facebook. Okay. And, and that only me, like, that was my director name, whatever the case. But the breakdown of Dash Living and why I went by Dash Living is the concept of Dash is, you know, we know the day that we're born, we don't know when we're going to die. So we're, mm -hmm. we're all you know, you're, you're only worth your memory. 
So every day we're creating a memory, we're creating thoughts, we're creating emotions, we're creating the impact that someone's gonna feel about us tomorrow. So, um, of course, once I branded this name, I, I decided to go by my real name and everything else, well, Hudson, real last name. And um, so Dash Hudson, you'll find me and I'm building, working on two books right now. One book's called Puzzle Pieces. That's pretty much my journey of, of growing up broken without pieces and how I learned how to provide them for another life. So it's called Puzzle Pieces. How I grew up without confidence, without love, without joy, but I figured out how to provide them. So it's gonna be like a self-help guide book for parents and a, and a story of adversity to let you know, even though you may feel broken, even though you may in this current moment not feel put together, the pieces out there that, that is gonna allow you to become the best version of you are out there. So Puzzle Pieces, I have another self-help, emotional mental health guide book. And so working on my courses, and, and I'm in the beginning stages of this because I know my life and I know um, the universe, God is not playing with me, right? So I don't think it's gonna give me any time to be like unknown. This is happening so fast and it's like, I always say you can't hold on and jump at the same time. So I just, one finger that I was holding on and this stuff is happening so fast. It was like, wait, let me, let me play. I was practicing, so I still practicing, but it's moving so fast that I just think I'm gonna kind of be all over the place and that's where I'm at my most vulnerable because it's like, I'm, I just got off the mountain. So I'm like, uh, uh, but it's like, I'm in the air and it's like, we was waiting for you. We're not waiting for you. Like, like <clears throat> it's like you jumping off the mountain was five years late already, <laughs> you know? So <clears throat> everything you're experiencing, because me and my son had that talk, I'm like, man, I could really be booked tomorrow to speak to thousands of people. Am I ready? I never, you know, I know how to talk, but presenting the conversation on stage. And it's like, my son, he started with the hundred people, <clears throat> the, the 50 people to like, this stuff is moving so quick along with everything else. But that's how you find me and I'm becoming and I'm learning <clears throat> how to be, I don't want to get caught up in character. I don't want to get caught up because when you inspire, you're held accountable for the inspiration. So every day, oh, you're so great, you're so amazing, and I'm just growing. Yeah, I'm learning, and and, and I don't want to be that big in people's head. Like we're just figuring this thing out, and like when you have idol and emotions, and we help people through their life, <clears throat> like people put you at like put you on a pedestal that you don't always ask to be on. Yeah, yeah, 